now we're looking at ourselves, wait, wait a minute, that rest was actually really good, but now we've gone back to our old pattern. Human behavior is the hardest thing to change, right? Habits, in those couple months of slowing down, of letting God re-diagnose my life, I saw some of these things, these self-care things, these, and I am more at rest in my heart than I have ever been in my ministry. I look at every vocation, every person in my church. Can they do a, a six-week sabbatical like the church afforded me? Maybe not, but they can develop habits in their own lives of self-care and rest and slow down. All right, fellas, here we are. How are we doing today? I'm great. I'm doing well. Yeah. It's Thursday of the Masters. It is. Masters kicking off today. This is a Hey, your favorite player's playing. Tiger Woods. I know how much you were. Are you really looking forward to that this weekend? Watching Tiger play? Him missing the cut. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I shouldn't say that. That doesn't sound very... um, uh, pastoral, no. does it? <laughs> but I love the Masters. Yeah. And just a sideline note as we begin here, and for anybody that's listening that has connections I don't maybe know, know about, one of my bucket list things is to go one tournament oh day goodness. of the Masters. I looked it up this morning, uh, could have went today, bought a ticket off StubHub. Uh, any any over under on what the or any guess oh, on man. what the price I, today? I would have no idea. Uh, Can't look, Ben. StubHub. I could tell you what Australian Thursday open ticket would be, but Thursday ticket today, right now. Right now. If I'd have bought it last night or this morning. In the thousands. Twenty six hundred bucks yeah. for just today. For ju- the opening I was day between two or three. And you could buy Thursday through Sunday. You could go every day for six grand. You think Tiger inflates that by a few hundred? His presence, you mean, just being there? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. It's high every year, yeah. oh, but I it might that. be higher this that, year. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, surely. He's... Anyway, so shout out to all you golf fans. This is uh, this is our this is our pinnacle event of the year as mm-hmm. a golf fan. Chip does well. He has his he has knowledge about every other sport. I just know tennis. That's, that's where Would my you show up goes. at three thirty on a Sunday morning to watch the Masters if it was in <laughs> Australia? Yes. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah. Justin, would you show up at three thirty on a Sunday morning to watch? To watch the Masters? In no, Australia? to watch maybe oh, uh, <laughs> to watch tennis and tennis. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it uh, it's, it's it's situational. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this year it worked out. If this it was, year it worked out. If it was Djokovic and Federer, if it was Djokovic and Federer, I would watch that. I would. Be more inspired to watch Rafa. Oh, that's a sideline. People don't even know what we're talking nope, about when we go now, into that. They have officially checked out. Yes, <clears throat> that's all right. So today we're gonna we're gonna shift gears. The last few podcasts we've really embraced the Sermon on the Mount. That's the series that we've went through on a Sunday morning, and so we've kind of taken the um, maybe the sermon points and and made a long form conversation out of that, which has been really nice. And those mm-hmm. conversations were were thoughtful. And today we're going to uh, shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about rest. This is something we've talked on our podcast before about uh, Chip when it was the weekly grind mm-hmm. and uh, in the old days. Yeah. 
But since then, we... What's the name of our podcast now? I don't even remember. Charitable Discourse. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. <clears throat> but you've had a sabbatical. Yep. Um, I am planning mine a little less than a month away, which is pretty neat. Looking forward to Are that. Are you already there in your mind? <laughs> no, you said I can't until after Easter. Yes. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> but, you know, with that, I'm, I was thinking, hey, this is on my mind. You're a year out, you know, health check. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. We were talking a little bit this morning, you know, of, uh, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, one of the one of the things with the lockdown and everything being canceled is I think everyone took a step back and they were thinking, huh, maybe these things weren't as, as important as we thought in the grand scheme of mm-hmm. things. Maybe there is some value to this whole rest thing. Mm-hmm. And here we are 24 months outside of that, 25 now, and I think they're going faster than ever. Um, I saw Kristen showed me a meme the other day that... Uh, so I don't understand life right now. Something to the effect of it's, you know, it seems so many plot twists and things happening right now. It, it makes me feel like we're in a, a TV series and we just found out we were canceled. So we're trying to squeeze a bunch of things in uh, before the last episode. And really that <laughs> kind of sums up, I think, of just as fast paced as everything is moving right now. And mm-hmm. it really is. Back to all of that, that, that is where we're at. Yeah. As, I mean, we were discussing how in, in the midst of COVID, and I I got to experience that with you guys being here as an intern during that time. And Quarantine it, corner? Quarantine corner, man. <laughs> Lived it up right there. You had toilet paper rolls. Oh, it was, yeah. It was and, fun. And one of the things that... Um, the pandemic know, wasn't fun. Yeah, the pandemic Sorry. brought a lot of chaos and turmoil and a whole bunch of things. But if there was one common theme that we saw throughout so often, mm-hmm. um, parents were coming and saying, um, just families in general, it was it was nice to be together and just to pause, to rest, to, like you said, Ben, maybe these things weren't as important as we thought they were. All of the things that we had we 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 planned for ourselves constantly, and then. Now, two years after the fact, as COVID has has dropped, we are going. We're we're back to our normal selves, mm-hmm. and we're back to where we were. We're beyond where we were two mm-hmm. years ago before COVID. Um, and I think there's something to be said. Like, wait a minute. You know, we see in Scripture so often about the Israelites going back and forth, back and forth. They trust God. They don't trust God. And we 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 sit back as modern day readers and we judge them, saying, "Wow, well, could you?" Co- why do you keep on going back and forth? And now we're looking at ourselves, wait, wait a minute, that rest was actually really good, but now we've gone back to our old patterns, our old ways of living. And to a certain extent, we're almost trying to pack in everything we missed out over the last two years. Isn't that maybe just a, a whole picture of misplaced values, too? Sure. Like, our, our understanding of what life should be about, uh, what the good life looks like, mm-hmm. um, and... We tasted a little bit of the deeper things when our pace was slower. Mm-hmm. But again, it's easy, like the Israelites, to once again become deceived, distracted, um, and misplaced in thinking, I got to fill my life with all these events and all these activities and all these experiences um, or all this, you know, uh, possessions, material 
wealth or whatever, you know, some people are listening and they're like, I don't do any of that, but I work 85 hours a week. Um, all these things, maybe it's, maybe it's misplaced values. And, and, and this isn't to say that, I mean, I, I fully understand. I fully understand that temptation, uh, I, I, even as a single man, um, wanting to match up with everybody else around me who has a family, who has, if so even for me, I can fully understand this temptation of wanting to make sure my schedule is full. So it looks like I'm living just as a fulfilling life as everybody else is. And it's like, wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Why, why do I feel this? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel? And I think, I mean, we, we see all throughout Scripture where, whether it's Christ in the New Testament or even yeah. David in the Psalms, and they're talking about rest mm-hmm. and, and the importance of that. And it's like, wait a minute, why do I feel this need to fill my schedule to the, to the outer brims uh, until it's just completely drained me? No why margin. do I feel that need? No yeah, margin. The, the fear of... Uh... Missing out and the keeping up with the Joneses is alive and well again, unfortunately. FOMO, Very much so. right? Yep. Fear of missing out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think I would just uh, like what we were talking about uh, last summer for me. The sabbatical. I reached a point at forty-two where I had um, <clears throat> had you know seventeen years of ministry. And I also had developed some certain practices that were not good for self-care. And so I just know I, I knew I needed this to happen in my life. And how am I doing now at April mm-hmm. after finishing the end of July? Uh, I think human behavior is the hardest thing to change, right? Habits. And so... I don't feel like I've completely accomplished yet the objectives that kind of were gleaned from my time. But I can tell you that, like, I am different. In those couple months of slowing down, of letting God re-diagnose my life, mm-hmm. I saw some of these things, these self-care things. these, yeah. And I am more at rest in my heart than I have ever been in my ministry. And it's interesting because even though I've been here six years at this church, it's only been in the last five months that I actually like feel like myself. Hmm. Like I'm just me. And I don't, you know, and it's weird how I thought, I had a lot of fun those first five years here. Like, don't get me wrong, very fulfilling. But there was still a sense of, uh, can I completely be myself? Am I comfortable in my mm-hmm. own skin with who I am? Mm-hmm. Or am I trying to maybe always be what s- certain people want me to be? Or And I'll have... uh, just interrupt you and say, not in the worldly sense of being yourself, but fully being good with who God is, has created you to be and living in that. Absolutely. And I think the sabbatical really turned the lock for me and unlock some things to help me just rest, to come to a deep sense of abiding in Christ. And I'm not saying I wasn't doing that before, but I think this is an ongoing thing with us, right? Like where we're learning how to let go of whatever it is that we try to to, to, to make happen ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then out of His strength, but also rest in the sense of my identity, 
my happiness with who God made me, um, what He's doing in my life. So I, I definitely, yeah, there's still some some sabbatical principles mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, alone time that I'm struggling to to make sure that are in my life. Maybe you you know you need yeah. to take a day. And those are hard things to to turn the ship on, but I think the rudder has been turned, and now it's just getting the ship. It's starting to turn mm-hmm. in the right in, in a better direction. And but yeah, it was it was great for me. And out of that, I, I look at every vocation, every person in my church, whether it be a uh, like a, a, a financial advisor, um, a banker. Uh, all the people that are represented in our church. And I know that, can they do a, a six-week sabbatical like the church afforded me? Maybe not, but they can develop habits in their own lives of mm-hmm. self-care and rest and mm-hmm. slow down. And I think we're going to get to, in a minute, some of the biblical basis mm-hmm. for this, mm-hmm. but good grief. You want to be better? You want to be more spiritual, which is the whole thing, right? Closer to Jesus, and you want to be better equipped for quality of life, for your relationships, yeah. for your job. Learn the practice of rest. Yeah. Turn down the noise. Yes, yeah. man. And um, so I, I feel like, yeah, it, it was a key part of my life yeah. those two months to get the ship turned, you know, and I, I'm still changing behaviors. And one of the things that you said that early on in, in this little bit right here is the the rest that you have in your soul mm-hmm. and thinking of it even as a, maybe a great body of water and maybe the turbulence on the surface, but deep down, mm. is it troubled waters or is there yeah. is there a, a, a place of a solace, of, of rest there? And you know, is it Mike Tyson that says everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face? Yeah. And you know, with where I'm at in my life, and I mean, you, especially with four kids running everywhere, it's it's easy to to allow that that busyness of life to invade your soul and the soul care piece of oh that. Oh my goodness, and, yes. And responding to things, and yeah, okay, coming out of a sabbatical, I've got a plan. Well, if that's just simply the way you manage your time, and then you know you're you're tossed to and fro, then it can be easily forgotten. But if in that time and in that intentionality, you know, you're, you're intentional with meeting with the Lord and doing that. I think that makes all the difference. Uh, maybe I'll share just a brief little picture here, uh, and I haven't shared this with anybody, so here you go, guys and whoever's listening. Um, there was a Saturday evening of this week that we went out to Colorado, um, and... Saturday evening and then into Sunday, you have the whole time off. I mean, we were in a great location right next to Pikes Peak, 18 acres of premium land. Um, and Nicole and I took a walk that evening before it got dark, right? And they have these trails and these shelters where you can sit. And, and uh, I think the weight of, of where I'd come to in my ministry, in my life, and starting to get still before the Lord, starting to drink deeply and um, resting in Him, trusting in Him. Um, And I just remember sitting down with her uh, at this one place, this overhang, you know, like a bench, and and we were just sitting there, and we'd been talking about a lot of different things, and um, I just looked at her and said, hey, let's just just pray. 
together because, you know, we do that. And I remember, man, I got about two words into my prayer and I just lost it. I mean, I just sobbed for like 10, 15. I'm almost crying right now thinking about it. Her and I just wept. Um, and I feel like that was a catalytic moment in that two months for me just to, and I'm not saying crying is equated with, but for me, it was like, it was one of those tap into where God was, had brought me. And I saw that I could rest in him and that my identity was in him. And I, all these things I fought so hard for in my life, yeah, they mattered. And, and with ministry, guys, we realize it, it, it's all tangled together, mm-hmm. spiritual life and what you do is who you are. And, and, uh, but just seeing that, that abiding in Christ mm-hmm. was the center of what my life needed to be. And the peace that out of that, and I know it was cathartic because I cried and all that. I get all that, like the emotional component, but it was far beyond emotional. It was mm-hmm. spiritual, but it was it was tone setting for me that on April, eight months later, that helped set a tone in my life, that I get up every morning and there's just a deeper sense of calm waters, yeah. like you're saying, underneath yeah. the surface. Yeah. And I need to keep growing in that, and I, mm-hmm. I can't allow those waters to, to become troubled. But I'm telling you that fulfilling life comes out of that, and getting still before the Lord and staying on that habit of that has kept me calmer. Yeah, and um, th- that's what this is about. And anybody can experience this, I, I think, and should. It, there, it, there's something to be said, I think, about the difficulty of finding rest, of resting, mm-hmm. of um, absolutely. Why? Why do we as humans struggle so much? with with resting um and and we were talking earlier uh, i mean even if we go back to the idea of sleeping sleeping yeah. is the most vulnerable thing a yeah. human being can do it is you being willing to say i'm going to turn my body off i'm going to shut down for six to eight hours and just believe that nothing is going to happen to me during this time and so if that is if that is from the physical side of things then we too need to remember but without sleep, we can't, we can't operate. So then if we bring it from the physical point of view to the spiritual side of things, and if we analyze our life of what we're prioritizing, what we're doing, all of a sudden we realize we actually need to be spiritually resting, which is it, 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 it forces us to be in a point of vulnerability before God, saying, God, I am not in control. I'm going to give up control. I'm going to give up trying to be in control and believe that everything is going to work out. Now, and I'm not talking financially. I'm not talking about materialistically. I'm talking that I'm going to still receive fulfillment from you based on me resting in you. We see it all throughout the Psalms. We see how even David, there's a, a few guys and myself who are walking through Psalm 3 and Psalm 4 as of late. And in both of these, he talks about what it means to lay down and then to wake back up again for the Lord sustained him. Even though in Psalm 3, David is surrounded by enemies, enemies mm-hmm. David has found rest. I mean, there is no more vulnerable thing than to rest in the midst of the enemies. And so even today, as, as pastors or, or whatever you're doing in life, we need to find rest in God and understand, yes, it's vulnerable, and yes, it is. You're taking a risk, but it, the risk is being placed in God. I love war movies, um, and I'm always uh, attracted to when they depict between battles, 
or, you know, in the waiting. And, and it seems like every war movie has at, at night, soldiers mm-hmm. are sitting around a fire and, you know, they, they know it's coming. Or, um, and the idea that you had to sleep, like even guys, and I've talked to guys who have fought, like you're surrounded by enemies. At any moment, a, sh- a mortar could come in. But if you don't sleep, there's no way you can go into combat the next day. Mm-hmm. You have to rest. And so you have to let go so that you can then do what you're supposed to yeah. physically. And that's exactly what you're talking about spiritually. Yeah. Like, and I would say that I know, you know we talk about you know, the material or the uh, physical side of it, but I think that's the biggest hindrance to us having spiritual rest. We keep going because a lot of times it's work, mm-hmm. it's making a living, it's trying to get ahead, it's, and these things crowd the ability to get still before God because we don't trust in His provision. Yes. We think it's yes. all on us yeah. Yeah. to make the way. Isn't that why? Uh, to me, this is how I understand this. Brueggemann helped me really see this in the Old Testament, but like one of the primary things that G- God told the children of Israel is, hey, you're going to be the country that for six days you're going to work, and you're going to cease from your labor on the seventh day. Every country around you is seven days a week, baby. Production, production, Mm -hmm. production. Watch what I do. If you'll honor me in six... And that's what it is. I will bless you beyond those that work for seven, because you know know that I am your provider, and that you can trust me. That's the Chick-fil-A philosophy today, right? I think it is. <laughs> Don't they make more in six days than most restaurants in seven? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. I I like that. So moderate. there's there's <clears throat> kind of three things. We've talked about the, the rest of the sabbatical, which yep. is a prolonged period. Mm-hmm. There's the Sabbath rest that we'll probably talk a little bit more. You just alluded to it, that, that seventh day, that day mm-hmm. of just, you know, and um, and then there's the finding God in the moments, mm. you know, and it's that pray continually mindset too yeah. that that we see in Scripture. But, you know, I was just trying to be intentional last night. My daughter's sick, I'm holding her, I'm watching the sunset, and I could have had the TV on, I could have been baking my mind on yeah. my phone mm. or whatever, and I just, I was intentional. I'm just sitting, I'm going to sit here in the silence, I'm going to appreciate the sunset, I'm going to appreciate the birds, I'm going to pray and I'm just going to rest here. Yeah. I don't need to be productive right yeah. now. Um, and it was it was valuable. Yeah. It, you know, I'm, I'm a little biased right now, but with, with the youth, we are walking through a purity series. I was just getting ready and, to bring this up, yes, man. And rest, I believe, is the resting in God is the beginning of living a pure life. So often we think that purity, we think of purity as, okay, physical relationships, uh, boundaries, all of mm-hmm. this. But when I was trying to communicate at least to the youth last night, um, a pure life is beginning to understand that we don't need to continually feed ourselves with what we think we want. If we go back to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 1, we see the wrath of God comes not because he is up there waiting for us to fail and he has this bolt of lightning down at us. The wrath of God is seen when he just says, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to let you have everything you thought you wanted and you're going to see the result of that. They knew God, but neither glorified Him exactly. as God. Exactly, and they and but what, then wanted what He created exactly to be their fulfillment instead of the Creator. Exactly, yeah. and so often we go after, and this we see this with the Israelites, we see this with their own lives. 
we want to have control about what we're pursuing and we're trying to fulfill our own lives with us. And God's like, fine, I'm going to let you have that. But if we read Romans, the wrath of God, like I said, isn't lightning. The wrath of God is what happens when we no longer worship him or rest in him. We become angry. We become covetousness. We become murderous and malicious. We become gossips and disobedient to parents and yeah. sexually immoral. Exactly. Yeah. And so all of all of this was what happens out of a lack of rest in God. I mean, even if we if we if we go back to the Old Testament, we see what happens when when the Israelites were pursuing their own lives. So much of like what we do today, they were providing for their houses. They were providing for the fields. They were making sure they were bringing in and saving up and storing up. And God's like, no, but you forgot my temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the book of Haggai, this is what yeah. we're reading. You forgot my temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but and so he comes in and says, look, look, I'm re-challenging Chip to what you said. If you invest in my temple, watch what I'll do in fulfilling your life and what you're mm-hmm. going to get after the fact. Well, I love in that Haggai, uh, which I was reading that as we were talking about that. Just, but just even the the picture of. You know, um, you've planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. Oh, is this yeah. not the American yes. system? Just running in circles. You drink, but never have you fill. You put on clothes, but you're not warm. I love this one. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that yes. the rat race? Right. That, is, that is what we're con- continually <laughs> going at. As, as a Western society, as yep. Christians, even yeah. as Christians, we are constantly finding ourselves in this, like you said, this rat race, continually running around the circle, never actually experiencing rest. And they had a physical temple back then. Right. Mm -hmm. But in the New Testament today, we're told we are are living temples. Mm -hmm. And we forget about this. We forget that, wait a minute, I'm to be investing into myself spiritually by resting in God first. Mm -hmm. And then from that comes the overflow of what God wants to do in our life. Well, and I think what you you and I were talking about the other day with what you presented last night, Mm -hmm. I have two kids that are basically, I have a, a, almost a 16 and almost a 13-year-old. And, um, you know, and we can debate back and forth whether they should have phones yet or not. Right. We chose to let them. We are obviously very active in that, monitor that. But one of the things that when we out of our conversation, like, and it's this whole mindset of rest, of finding your identity, that often we think about, well, the phone, it can be dangerous because of content sure. and all that. And we're trying to protect them from that. But honestly, just the time yeah, and yeah. the wasted energy and then the comparison game. That's, that's it. All that stuff that, that doesn't put you at rest. Yes. Yeah. And I've been thinking about, do my kids, when they get on social media, are they at rest? Mm-hmm. Or is it always pulling them that you... Why aren't you like this? Or you should be experiencing this. That's exactly right. And so those are important reasons why those things need not to have a priority in our life. And my wife sees that in third graders, fourth graders. Yeah, I teaches. She can see that in the in the work that they produce and how they view that. And it's a it's definitely an unhealthy rhythm that has trickled down. The ironic part about all of this, whether it's social media or technology, or our lifestyles, the work, 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 have our kids involved in everything, everything, everything. Um, we, we go to, well, especially on the technology side of things, we actually go to technology as a means of rest. So often we say, oh, I got to turn my brain off. I'm just going to veg out for the next mm-hmm. however many. <laughs> we go to social media or we go to it's our screens. Restful. But what happens is yeah. 
um, and trying to find rest. Anxiousness. All, exactly. We're just looking at all these things that are that have been exaggerated, that have been filtered, that have been... And again, uh, we're not giving... I was telling the kids this last night. I'm get, not giving you a lecture to stay off social media. What I'm telling you is begin to understand what you're allowing your brain to be trained by. How yeah. is your brain being formed to view reality around you? It sure helped my soul, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not... Yeah. Ever on it. Yeah. 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 And there's there's power to understand that. Wait a minute. When I'm not looking at all of these exaggerated, overly vibrant, filtered things as a means of rest, I then begin to have my brain see the reality around me and find fulfillment and real world rather than a an exaggerated world or thinking that I want to have everything I want and that I can find that through my Instinct. phone. Yeah. yeah. One of the shows that that we've enjoyed is watching The Chosen. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, yeah. they take creative liberties a lot of times, but it has been neat to see how, you know, those episodes have played out. And one of the things that always strikes me with Christ in that is they've, is he's, he's personified as always unhurried mm-hmm. and from a place of rest. Yeah. And just looking into all the creative aspects of that, I've appreciated that because, how many times does he retreat, and how many times does he not overexert himself, but only do um, what the Father leads him to that's, do? Oh, that's so. And good. how exponentially just productive he is in his ministry, with just just responding to the Father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's been one of my takeaways in that yeah. in watching those episodes. Isn't the isn't the people that you enjoy being around the most or have the most impact on you? They have a sense of being able to be present with you. Oh yeah. And that comes from being at rest. I, I, I see Jesus just present. Yeah. With whoever he's with, he's engaged. He's there. Fully they matter. There. But that's because he, he's living out of a pe- place of peace mm-hmm. and rest and who he is and what the Father's will is for him. And that's that's one of the things that that you've struggled with and I know I've struggled with in in my t- in my life is always just looking at what's ahead and what's next. And, and my wife's like, you don't remember that? And I don't remember details because half the time I was at an event, my mind was already not, it was in the future. We just talked about there. a district event that Justin's talking about, and I'm sitting here thinking, I don't really even remember that, right. unfortunately, because I was so invested in what's yep. next yep. that and I appreciate I, that. Yeah. And that's humbling for me that, man, we had these moments and I don't even recall them. I've observed you during these district events, and and again, nothing on you, but you were a busy man during those weeks, and it's funny because I go there, and I don't have a role, and so mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, I just sit back and observe, and so therefore, I do remember, mm-hmm. but it's, 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 it's a funny analogy because you, who is, who is someone who, who is involved, and you're hurried from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, and you of all people, you're the one who's involved in the planning and the details of it, you should remember I had nothing to do with the planning of it, and I'm the one who's remembering, but I'm not the one who was hurried around. And that's one of my takeaways from your time, mm-hmm. is that's a conversation that we've had that I've tried to be more, in- be more intentional with uh, over this last year, is is just kind of reaping on the benefits of, of be what present. the Lord's revealed to you yeah. in that. Yeah. No, yeah, I... I uh, and I think, like, with our families... And like even when you're talking about like last night with Merrick, instead of being on your phone, um, I think I'm I out of my sabbatical, um, really trying to understand that, be present, mm-hmm. 
The other night I went up to Toledo with Sage. I didn't turn on the music. Mm. We could have listened to music and been happy and, you know, whatever. But don't turn on the music. Talk about life. Yeah. And that's Deuteronomy 6, too, right? That's yeah. probably in the back of my mind. But also just fully embracing this stage of life mm-hmm. and coming to peace with the Father is going to take care of me. This is what the Father's blessed me with. Yeah. And I need to I need to embrace those things instead of always thinking about what the next step is or how do I, you know... Um, and Jesus lived that out, obviously. Well, and I think... To go along with these two points of like you you bring up Jesus in the midst of this and you bring up what it is to be present with others around you. I mean, how do we live the most restful lives? Well, God gives us the two commands. Love God with everything that you are. Yeah. Love others as yourself. And so often I think we want to, we forget that. We forget, wait a minute, to live the most pure the most restful, the most fulfilling lives. It's not about how we can stay up with the Joneses or how we can continually fill our schedule, but how am I right now loving someone around me? I mean, I, I go back, I listened to you and Merrick the, about last night. You, you had this opportunity. You could have easily done something, else, but you chose to be present with your daughter. In the midst of doing that, you then... By loving Loved your daughter him. as yourself, you are loving God. This it's, mm-hmm. They go hand in hand yep. so often. And I, don't get me wrong. The reason I brought that up is because I don't always, I I don't do a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's right. why we're talking about We're always, that. we're always. <laughs> it was always, a win. Yeah. It was a win. <laughs> it was a personal victory for me of, of just a, a, a something I've been aware of about my own self that I need to grow in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that why the words of Jesus in Matthew 11 are so beautiful? Come unto me, all you are weary and heavy yes. laden, oh, and I will give you rest. And that's freedom, right? There's freedom in Absolutely. that. But we think that so often, and again, this isn't us, the three of us like, hey, all of you need to be listening. This is our, we're higher than you. No, this is us learning in the midst of this of what it is to... <laughs> Uh, to, to rest for I was a mess. I'm There's a reason a. you needed to take a sabbatical. There's right. a reason, Ben, you're taking a sabbatical. Look, yeah. I'm the one who's not taking a sabbatical. Maybe you I'm will the... be, though. You <laughs> will, will be, be, right? Yeah. yeah. You haven't wrecked so yourself enough. With, with, with all of that being said, there is freedom, but we think we find freedom when we are continually achieving more and more and more. And God's like, no, it's not about when you achieve more that you find freedom and rest. It's when you take a step back and rely on me for your achievements. It's misplaced values again, exactly. isn't it? There we go. Yeah. yeah. So for me... You know, I've got eight weeks. Yep. Starting at the beginning. What are we of gonna May. do, Justin? <laughs> and I one am of us gonna, gonna learn have to out. learn how to run the the podcast I computer. Think so. I think so. <laughs> you're gonna be getting podcasts from your phones. <laughs> you're not gonna know how to use a microphone. <laughs> no, you've been you've been really taken up. That's the that's the thing is just shifting responsibilities for yes. a couple months and. Yep. You're willing to to take the creative curve and, and we learn. did it when Chip was gone. We're gonna do it when you're gone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, this has been nice. This has been helpful for me of just as I set my sights on that. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, in your going, just being intentional yeah. on resting in the Lord. Again, as Jesus modeled, are you in the hands of a good, gracious Father? And if you are, He's gonna take care of you. And if you think that you need to earn your living and all that stuff and squeeze out time with him because you're trying to make your life then that's backwards and it's going to be you know like putting money in a purse that has holes yeah it's never going to fill up and you're not going to be full